down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, breathe. You feel like the the lack of shooting, the non-shooting, was magnified because you were in Philly. Uh, people in Philly just want to have something to say about fucking anything, man. Like everything, like. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. On today's pod, we are going to be reviewing the Milwaukee Bucks offseason. So the Bucks last year, they finished with a record of 51 and 31. They were the number three seed in the Eastern Conference, and they ultimately bowed out in the second round to the Boston Celtics in a Game 7 loss on the road. And in the offseason, the moves, they did not make too many changes. They, in free agency, they did not retain Jordan Nawara or Rajon Tucker. The players that they added, they added Ibu Baji as a rookie undrafted. Marjan Beauchamp was drafted number 24 in the draft. He was the um, NBA G League Ignite player. They also signed Joe Ingles. And uh, those are the primary additions that they added. And then they re-signed Javon Carter, Pat Connaughton. Serge Ibaka, Wesley Matthews, Bobby Portis, and these are all players that they retain. So, as you could tell, the Bucks kind of prioritized bringing back the players that they already had on their team. They wanted continuity, and really it was just Beauchamp from the draft. Ingles was the one major addition, and they didn't really have any major trades either to this team in the offseason. And so, the Bucks, you would think that a team with Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is arguably the first or the second best player in the league at this point. Um, I mean, it's him or Kevin Durant, maybe Steph Curry. Like, he's definitely a top three player at this point. Uh, you would think that this team is going to be always all in while Giannis is in his prime. And that they are going to continue spending, continue making moves that will help them win now. Uh, you know, maybe at the cost of the future. But there weren't really any players out there this uh, this offseason for the Bucks to add that, you know, maybe they sacrifice some future draft capital as a win-now move. And really, I, I don't blame the Bucks. If you look at that team last year, if Chris Middleton did not get hurt, uh, I, I mean, I think they, they win that Celtics series, right? And then in the next round, I think they beat the Miami Heat. They're in the NBA Finals. And yeah, I don't know. I can't say definitively they would have beaten the Warriors, but I do think they would have given the Warriors a better shot than what the Celtics did. So um, as far as like more of a recap of the their season last year, so they started out a little slow. You know, maybe they, that's what happens, a team coming off a championship. But Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, if, uh, right after the season ended, they flew to Tokyo. They played in the Olympics. So they didn't really have an offseason, these two guys, and two of their top three players. And so they did have a slow start. But ultimately, you know, they caught fire. They um, were a stable team, finished as the number three seed. They lost game two to, in the Bulls series, but then the last three games were not close at all. And uh, the Bucks beat the Bulls four games to one. In the Celtics series, and really what was a back-and-forth series, the Bucks won Game One, the Celtics won Game Two, the Bucks won Game Three, and then you thought in Game Four they had a ten-point lead going into that fourth quarter, and it looked like the Bucks had control of that series. They were going to go up three-one, 
And I think that's where the series really turned because then the Celtics won. They came back. They won game four. Game five was the thriller uh, with the Bucks with an incredible comeback at the end. Giannis just went supernova. And that's when it was like, okay, Giannis is... I mean, it was. There, I don't think there was much doubt before based on his performance in the finals the previous year. But it was like, Giannis is... There's no doubt about it. This guy is the best player in the league. Um, he had that incredible game five on the road. The Bucks stole that game, and they were going to go back to Milwaukee with a 3-2 lead, and you thought, okay, this series is over. They're going to close it out at home, and they're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. But, I mean, Jason Tatum just had the game of his life, 47 points on the road. That was just one of those games that was, again, for Tatum, it was his superstar arrival moment. That kind of game propelled them, and then Game 7 was not close. The Bucks, I think, ultimately just ran out of steam. They... The Celtics hit a barrage of three-pointers in Game 7. They had the home court behind them. And then they just uh, annihilated the Bucks in Game 7. And that, that that's that's really how quickly things can change, right? I mean, the Bucks look so good. And then that Middleton injury happens. They miss their... I mean, it, with the Bucks, it's always at the end of games. Yeah, Giannis is their best player. But Middleton is really the guy. I mean, he would be their closer at times. He could run the. He would be the pick and roll ball handler. He would uh, where Giannis would set screens for him, and they had really good chemistry. They knew how to play off of each other. And missing a guy like that, that is a huge loss. And again, I think that's why the Bucks did not overreact this offseason. They brought all their guys back, and they said, "Hey, the big offseason addition really." is a healthy Chris Middleton because they feel that with those that same team and you had Chris Middleton going into the uh into a playoff series they that that should carry them right and so that's what the bucks relied on and um we'll see how it works out you know just a couple of things with the bucks so Chris Middleton is up for an extension he signed this 5 year contract in 2019 but it had an opt out for year 5 so he's actually, after the season, he can opt out. So he's he could be going into the last season of his current contract where he can walk next year. And it's going to be interesting to see, right? Bucks are a small market team. They committed this five-year Supermax to Giannis. They gave Drew his extension. And now, are they going to give Chris Middleton also a max extension? Um, you know, the Bucks they're not the Bucks of the old where they're run by a mom and pop shop. They do have these venture capitalist owners where you think they do have a little bit more cash flow, but they are a small market team and they probably don't bring in in terms of game to game revenue as what like say a team like the Warriors do. And so are they going to commit that money to Middleton? Is he going to want the five year max extension? If he doesn't get it, is he going to be willing to take a little bit less to stay with this winning team in Milwaukee where he knows he, uh, Giannis I mean, Giannis is in his prime. He's maybe just at the start of his prime. Is Middleton going to say, I'll give up some money. I've still made a, a lot of money. His last contract was a five-year, $170-plus million contract. Is he going to give up some money to stay with the Bucks and this winning team and get to play with uh, a player like Giannis? That's going to be one interesting question for the Bucks. And really, the only other thing is, what's Giannis's ceiling? Um... <laughs> I mean, this is just, he's an absolute beast of a player. I was just watching Eurobasket the other day. He was just destroying these players. Um, you think every year he comes in, uh, 
He's been adding to his game, and really the only still weakness in his game is that jump shot.、Um, you know, he has this set shot. Teams do still leave him open from three, and is Giannis going to continue shooting that with confidence? And in addition to the three, is he going to improve as a free throw shooter? That's really his only weakness. I mean, this guy can dribble end to end. He's a great passer. He can rebound. He's been a former Defensive Player of the Year. He's still great at defense.、Um, he's the ultimate.、Uh, you know, next to Steph Curry, I think it's him and Steph in terms of setting a culture, a positive culture for the team, a positive working environment where players want to come and play with him and play almost not. I wouldn't say for him, but it's like, hey, we got Giannis on our side.、Uh, I'm gonna die for this loose ball. I'm gonna make that extra pass.、It's、setting that unselfish culture,、um, he definitely does that. He showed a commitment to wanting to stay in Milwaukee, and really, I mean, I'm just interested to see. You know, at this point, how much better can Giannis get? I mean, he's a two-time MVP. He's won a Defensive Player of the Year. He's won a Finals MVP. He's won a championship, and really, for him at this point, it's just can I win multiple championships? Can I become a top ten player of all time? I think that is his ceiling. You would say. Um, and it's really going to be exciting to see the Bucks overall. You know, I do think they'll finish as again a top three, or at worst a top four seed. I think it's really Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Miami in the East. And I think we're just going to have to see、uh, if the continuity that the Bucks are banking on is going to carry them for far. I think it will. I think this is the best team in the East in the playoffs. They may not be the best team in the regular season. They may rest their some of their players, but when it comes to the playoffs, if they have a healthy Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday, I think this is the team to beat. And that's it for this pod. Till next time, bye. I want to give a shout out to our producer Sandeep, and to let all the listeners know to help us out and follow us on Instagram at bsjpod, and on Twitter as well at bsjpod. You can also find all our episodes uploaded onto our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thank you.